0: A healthy church, a healthy church. So our healthy church thesis has been healthy pastors, healthy staff, healthy leaders, a healthy core, a healthy body, a healthy church ministering healthiness to people praise the Lord a healthy church we are so blessed because during this particular series that we've been in we've had just incredible speakers um, as they have been able to come up and and share and unfold some tremendous messages related to being a healthy church are y'all with me Wow, been gone a while. That's okay. I'll start over here. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. And so therefore, I just wanted to today, in a very short moment, thank God for those that have already spoken profoundly into our lives during this series. We thank God for Dr. Thompson and he took on healthy pastors and gave us wisdom and And application as it relates to shalom. Amen. We thank God for Pastor Anthony. He is headed there, but he was the speaker last week and his assignment was healthy staff. But we know that you cannot contain a lion. Are you with me? And that man of God began to wax about not only that, but also as it relates to just being a healthy person, a healthy church, a healthy body. If it was health, he covered it. Are you with me? But then we dealt with one that articulated like a scholar, theologian in a seminary. And Sister Sarah Bradley came and shared and gave us historical value and views and really left us penetrated as the carefulness of how we conduct ourselves as leaders. Are you with me? I was profoundly and immensely blessed by Sister Tynes because she likewise has preached like her husband. She covered data, research, y'all were learning physiology, (laughs) then took the prodigal son and saw things that I know I had never seen before. Somebody say praise God. It was a profound and I just I say that I recommend that message to all and especially even as she touched a little bit on those that have been hurt in churches before, as did Brother Corey a very newcomer to our family of faith and him and his beautiful bride and their three children. We thank God that he came and he spoke about a healthy body. And I just want to thank God that that was really good hands to leave each of those assignments and messages in. Are you with me? What we have left somewhat is they all covered, each and all engrafted in their messages and implied, even if they never spoke it, what it means to be a healthy church. And today, to some degree, what I want to deal with is ministering healthiness to people and today build upon, because I don't want to stop a series, though today's the last message, but this is something that we want to constantly and continually build upon. Are you with me? But then somebody gave me a little call, and we talked a little bit. And you know what? You can't stop me when you tell me something. You're not even looking on the screen. <laughs> brother Austin had an epiphany. Amen. Why are y'all laughing at the brother? Brother got epiphanies. Amen. <laughs> How you doing, sister? And so, therefore, he shared in that. What it means, he said we had covered all these areas, but he believed the spirit of God spoke to him about a healthy church and how it relates to diet. Is anybody with me? Now it's getting all quiet because he didn't say anything about us personally dieting. OK, he was talking about how it's parallel to a healthy church. Are you with me? And I don't know if we can give him the opportunity, but we look forward to potentially him going further over that. The nine elements of healthiness, which you have a card as a gift on you. And I'm thankful to God that we were able to get this into our hands because I think it merits something that is valuable for us to have a constant exposure in front of us so that we can really point ourselves or direct ourselves toward a healthiness in our well-being. And so we believe that these are the nine elements of healthiness or nine elements of a well-being. We believe they are biblical and spiritually based. The back of it reveals at least portions of that. But right now, starting with family going clockwise, would you read those out loud with me starting at family going clockwise? Would you ready set read. Family, social, emotional, intellectual, financial, environmental, physical, serving, vocational. Praise God. In these nine elements of healthiness, we ought to be found that God is making us completely whole. It leads to a healthy life. You're satisfied with living and you are on the go, believing God for any and everything. You're not down and upset. These areas are being filled by God in your life. Are you with me? Amen. I won't go over this, but that's what's on the back. Um, simply of your uh, of your card I would say that you should keep it with you maybe put it in your wallet or whatever it might do take it at your desk but please I think it's designed to be a good resource and everybody said amen Amen. while they covered those specific areas the way we started the series and the way we kind of structured it framed it was around this thought and that is a shepherd's showcase And today I want to make it very plain of what we were speaking about when we talk about the shepherds or a shepherd's showcase. So when we talk about a shepherd's showcase, we're talking about people. The Lord's showcase is people. Are you with me? The Lord's the Lord's showcase is people. The shepherd's showcase is his people, his flock his people his flock we're speaking about the shepherd showcase you see these three pictures depicted here it means his people all of his people Every one of God's people that have called upon the name of Jesus, his people and some that have accepted him soon, uh, some that have accepted him beforehand, some that are yet to be accepting, some that haven't been born yet, that will accept him as Lord. These are his people. And the shepherd's showcase is his people and his flock. Are you with me? And when we talk about his flock here over to the right, we see the world. It's good to see you, bro. We see the world and we're talking about his church, giving you some language that you can begin to put in your language or that you can mix in how you speak. And that is when we talk talk about church, we're talking about two types of church. One is a capital C church, and that is the church universal or the global church. We're talking about the church that's around the world. We're talking about the church that came in past ages and today and will continue in the times until Jesus returns we're talking about the big c church how many understand that we're a part of something bigger than just this little place on 114 5th street that got street has the street, street tow up right praise god We are a part of something. And here's what I want to make sure, you know, if you take a plane and land in South Africa and you walk down the corridor and you call out the name of Jesus, there will be people that will respond, that will come up and help you, hug you, love you pray with you there are people in australia greenland wherever there are people there are believers because we are a part of something bigger than a little sunday edition of something we do every now and then we are a part of something that has been going on since jesus got up out the grave and came alive again and the first inaugural church was three thousand, and he's been adding to it ever since i'm a part of something bigger than me and i'm a lot more Important than even some of us here, but we are part of something global that will last forever. Hallelujah! There are bass players that are. Popping, I mean five strings, four string, six string. Me and brother Craig was at one concert. Dude was left-handed. He played the bass upside down. There are believers all over the world that will accomplish whatever it takes to praise and worship God with whatever they got. Some people on tune, some people out of tune. But it says make a joyful noise. It don't mean if you hit the right note. I'm gonna dance and shout. You see, I can't sing, but I can dance, and I'm gonna dance whenever they play that tune i'm back (laughs) we started with the one and that one was to represent you everybody point to yourself say it starts with me me. say "I'm i'm the one and you as a one have to be joined to the one jesus christ there is no church Church starts with you and him. You're a one. He's the one. When you unite, you're more than the whole world against you. Church began. When you accepted Jesus Christ, church began. Is everybody with me? So we started with one. Then we spread into everyone one. Everybody say everyone one. And by the speaker's messages, as I listened to them, I noticed that no matter even where I started from and with their assignment, they not only spoke about the one, but the more they went, they kept going further and further into talking about God's church. Right. So in other words, they went to the everyone one. So with the everyone one, we want to make sure we're defining here. We're talking about everyone one is bcc or now here's the other kind of church the local church or the small c church right everybody say the local church the local church church. and even when you play around with texting you see that you can say you are a part of the church right so not only is everyone one a part of you but then also when we talk about the small c church you are a part of the small c church are you with me So therefore, when we talk about that, we're saying the local church includes you ministering healthiness, ministering healthiness, your total well-being. This is what we can minister to people is the total well-being. God's design with man and desire of man when man were broken and was lost in Genesis three, the entirety of God's plan already in Genesis one and two and three, as the lamb was slain, as the goat was killed, as something was sacrificed, was that we would be restored and we would come back into our total and complete well-being. Are you with me? That's God's plan. So when we talk about that, one of the ways to minister that is GMP. 2J3, meaning grace, mercy, and peace. 2 John uh, verse 3, grace, mercy, and peace. Say grace, mercy, and peace. peace. When we talk about grace, we're talking about the grace of Jesus. When we talk about mercy, we're talking about compassion. And when we're talking about peace, we're talking about shalom. We're talking about the shalom peace, which is total well-being. And that is the local church ministering to people that's the local church that's not leaders that's not pastors that's not staff that's the entire local church ministering to people total well-being is everybody with me so if you would could, could you please stand with me I just want to keep you up a little bit if you don't mind could you please stand thank you so much In 1 Timothy chapter 4, I would like you to please read with me from the Amplified Bible. We'll just read verse 13. We won't do 15, but let's read verse 13. I want you to see this, which is just absolutely inspiring. Here it is. Ready, set, read. Till I come, devote yourselves to public and private reading, to exhortation, preaching and personal appeals, and to teaching and instilling doctrine. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Please notice that it says reading. We're about to do that. Please know it said preaching. Been doing some of that. Notice it says teaching. Hope to get to some of that. And then it says to what? Instilling doctrine. Is everybody with me? I love what Brother Peter said when he prayed, right? We're not here as a gas station only to get a little feel for the week. What causes us to be the live, thriving, overcoming, powerful devil? Don't try me. Church is when we have doctrine instilled within us where nobody on Iowa State campus, nothing that comes out in the news or no matter what happens in our own personal lives will take us or separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Praise God. So with that. I want to share. Stay standing. I want to make sure I share in doctrine what three points are that this series and what this message has to do with. It deals with God being creator. It deals with God being who? I don't know if you realize this, but look how powerful this verse is and how much it covers in one small verse. It says, know that the Lord, he is God. Isn't that good right there? Know that the Lord, he is what? God. Keep reading with me. Ready, Said read. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. How you understand this passage eradicates the self-made man? Amen. Because you can say you self-made, but one pastor said it this way. That much mean you have not very much. Yeah. Mm. Holly, you done slipped up your hand. I want you to understand that God, it is he that have made us and not we ourselves. It is who? God. Who has made us. and not made us. and not we ourselves. And then it says we are his people. Didn't I tell you that his showcase are we his people and we are his sheep? We are God's showcase. Say I'm God's showcase. God's showcase. Say God's showing me off. Are <laughs> you like that? Amen. I know some people like that. Probably. Amen. We are God's showcase stay rest- the next one is to restore here's the point if God is the one created us if we get broken then send us back to the manufacturer yeah. Yeah. if you got an arm that's hurt go to the arm maker Amen. I mean understand if you got a broke Bank account, go to the one that has no bank account because he owns everything and has no need of anything, but is well able to provide you with what you need. That is well able to provide you with what you need. Glory to God. So therefore, oh, did I move on? It says restore. I say restore. Restore. Read the verse with me. Ready? Said read. He restores my soul. Look at that. He what? Give your neighbor an elbow and say he restores my soul. (laughs) He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Look at this. If he leads me, then that gives me an opportunity to follow. If he's what? Leading me, then that gives me an opportunity to what? Because the Lord is my shepherd. Therefore, to follow is doctrinal point number three. Read it with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want other English translation says I shall not what I shall not what I think you just ought to stop and praise God off of that right there right now. (laughs) If you follow the shepherd, you shall not lie. You say, Pastor, you haven't looked at my situation. Well, we're not at the end of the message yet. Right now, you need to understand the word of God is true in our lives. Wherever it goes bad is a lie. And Jesus is pulling it into truth. Therefore, I shall not what? Flash. Oh, that's awesome. Therefore, we're talking about the good shepherd. Pastor, do you realize I'm still standing? Yes, keeping you awake. Thank God. <laughs> in John chapter 10, the good chapter in verse four, ready, said, read. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them and the sheep, what? Always. The sheep do what? Always. For they know his voice. Oh, that's beautiful. Isn't that a beautiful picture? <laughs> do you even see the, sh- look at this. The shepherd is so assured of the sheep that he's not even looking back. How I many understand? If God does not have any insecurity in us, then God gives us an opportunity for us not to have any insecurity in ourselves. Man, I think y'all should just turn to your left person and give him a hug right now. Just turn to the left. Person. Amen. How <laughs> I many understand? We have no read for insecurity. Man, how many understand. Insecurity stops you from your dreams. Amen. One of BCC's foundational texts. Listen, one of BCC's foundational texts is Amplified Bible of John 10 and 10. Ready? Said read. The thief comes only in order to steal and to kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Praise God. But how do we enter exercise and enjoy fulfilling an abundant life? How do we receive relevant and practical applications into the elements of healthiness? I'm so sorry. I can't stay here long, but I got at least exposed to us. And please listen to the podcast is to appropriate. Many of us need to learn how to appropriate the word of God to our lives. Say appropriate Appropriate. to appropriate the word of God to our lives means to apply it. It doesn't mean that it's just to inspire us. It doesn't mean that they are a set of rules or laws of morality. They are truth and they are life and they provide power to his ways. Therefore, to appropriate means to have spiritual acts of truth. We give live spiritual acts of truth. We walk in a shepherd following lifestyle and therefore I'll give you an example in communion. Communion is something that seems like it's a ritual, but if it's only grape juice and crackers, it will only remain as a church snack because it lacks the power. But when you mix it with faith and truth, you appropriate it and apply it that it becomes the body of Christ that was broken for us and the blood that was shed for us. And I walk out of here guilt free because I have been forgiven. I walk out with not a migraine, but with my head. Healed because the body, rightly discerned and appropriated, causes a healing in me. Can I get some electronics? Thank <laughs> you. The blood conscious, the blood in Hebrews cleanses our conscience of dead works and causes us to turn to serve the living God. Is anybody with me? Let me, let me say it a different way. While, I can't give the long story. While Tiana was in Japan, we prayed up here, cried, <coughs> sent her off to Japan. While in Japan, she could not have any contact with us. It was okay, we knew that. But then, on the near final day, we get a text from her shows up on Sister Anna's pad. And all it says in capital letters is in capital letters. All it said was mommy, exclamation, 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 exclamation. That's all it says. We have not heard her all week. All we got, mommy, exclamation. Now you see what I'm saying. My My baby. And that's not even the half. You see, what happened in the process is that then we're looking for them. Sister Anna sends out a message to the people, the overseer and all that. I get a message in my mailbox That looks like has their names on it of some of the people that are there and some of the parents that are here. I open it, even though I don't know them, because I want to know my baby as well. I open it up, I click the link, and it is the most grossest thing you could have ever imagined with little girls. Yes, JP, you just got it. I am here and my mailbox is filled with filth and I have no contact with my daughter is thousands of miles away and we've heard nothing. Let me tell you something. Everybody I've told this story to says I would be looking for a ticket to Japan because of course that's what you think. But my God is true and the devil is a liar. I have to stay here off of what we just prayed. Mother Weisskop was praying for the girl weeks before she ever left. Who are you gonna believe? I pray the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse my consciousness from what I just saw on my computer screen and for whatever the devil's trying to deceive me in to create fear in me. I thank God that our children were released to go internationally. I thank God that she's been blessing the house that she's in. I thank God that she's in safety and nothing has happened to her. There was a good report. Whatever I don't understand, the answers are coming soon. Are you with me? In other words, the blood of Jesus Christ has to cleanse our consciousness. I don't even know what the link said. I don't even know what it did. It doesn't matter because the blood cleansed me from everything that even is up to pornography. I don't have it on my consciousness. I'm not worried about it anymore. I've turned and I'm serving the living God right now. Appropriate the word to your real life situation. Y'all looking for a benediction right there. That's a good word. Okay. Pastor, we're still, I know. Good confession. This word from the Lord combines the I into the every, into the one into the everyone one. And the you that is the significant part of the church. So here we want to declare a practical application of what it looks like to be a church in action. Repeat after to me. As a prayer of good confessions. A prayer of good confessions. Say it out loud with me, okay? I am a person of God. No, say it after me. I am a person of God. I am a person of God. I am who his word says that I am. I am who his word says that I am. Jesus is my shepherd. Jesus is my shepherd. And I follow him by faith. I I am Aman believing and established in the Lord believing and established in the Lord the cross of Christ has made my total well-being whole the cross of Christ has made my total well-being whole i belong to a healthy church i belong to a healthy church we are a happy and we are a holy we are happy and we are holy we have an i, I i'm sorry we have and enjoy life we have and enjoy life in abundance BCC is the heart of God. I am loved and loving. I am anointed. I am significant. I am blessed. I am well deserving of every blessing of God because of the cross of Jesus Christ. I believe you too. Let's give God a big praise offering. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I don't know why that's going on. OK, got it. in Psalms 23, verse six, it says this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Listen to this. We just sang this. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Say forever. forever. Today's title and clinching message to the series is I want this. I am a part of this forever. A healthy, happy, holy church in action. I want this. I am a part of I belong here. This is made for me. I fit into I do. I want this. And I want it forever. I don't care if you're here for two more years, graduate and move to England. Thanks be unto God, there's a church called the Big Sea. Make sure you are a part of the church forever. Make sure you get plugged in and a a community of believers link up with the group and start looking over the rocks into the wilderness, over the sky, into dreamland. There's more for me and I want this. There's more for me. God's got something. My best days are yet to come. I'm not going to be a negative. I'm going to be a positive and I'm looking for what God has. Somebody say, "Amen." Amen. say, "I I want this. Say, I'm a part of this forever what a healthy happy holy church in action these questions are to engage relevance to build interest and encouragement to increase our lives binding us in trust together and show a local church in action question number one just think about them you don't have to write them down just think about them who and what do you identify with In this passage that we're about to read who and what do you identify with in this passage we're about to read. Question number two. Are you on board with BCC right now currently say right now currently. And the reason we're saying it like that is because remember actions speak louder than words and thoughts. Are you all in. Are you fully committed in Christ to this local expression and community to contribute to healthiness? Are you on board or have you pulled back and lost some vitality you once gave? Where are you? Question number three. After reading, revealing and receiving this passage, do you want this? Will you be a part of this? No matter where and when, but forever. Somebody say amen. Amen. Say good questions, Pastor. Say good questions, Pastor. I agree. Turn your Bible to 1 Samuel 30. Turn your Bible to 1 Samuel 30. I would ask that you would please follow along as my dear bride reads the entirety of this particular chapter. This message from 1 Thessalon- I'm sorry, from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13, said that we ought to devote ourselves to the reading of the Word of God. Amen. 1 Samuel 30, please follow along. This is not a, a sleep, take a nap moment. We're almost out. You'll be on your way to Subway in just a moment. Amen? First Samuel, chapter 30, Sister Anna, would you begin to read?
1: Now, when David and his men came to Siglag on the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid against the Negev and against Ziklag. They had overcome Ziklag and burned it with fire and taken captive the woman and all who were in it, both small and great. They killed no one, but carried them off and went on their way. And when David and his men came to the city, they found it burned with fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. David's two wives also had been taken captive, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. And David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because all the people were bitter in soul each for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, Bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought the ephod to David, and David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue after this band? Shall I overtake them? He answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake and shall surely rescue. So David set out, and the six hundred men who were with him, and they came to the brook Bazar, where they, where those who were left behind stayed. But David pursued, he and four hundred men. Two hundred stayed behind, who were too exhausted to cross the brook Bazar. They found an Egyptian in the open country, and brought him to David. And, he, and they gave him bread, and he ate. They gave him water to drink, and they gave him a piece of cake of figs and two crushed clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit revived, for he had not eaten bread or drunk water for three days and three nights. And David said to him, To whom do you belong, and where are you from? He said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant to an Amalekite, and my master left me behind because I felt sick three days ago. We had made a raid against the Negeb of and against that which belonged to Judah, and against the Negeb of Caleb, and we burned Siglag with fire. And David said to him, will you take me down to this band? And he said, swear to me by God that you will not kill me or deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will take you down to this band. And when he had taken him down, behold, they were spread abroad all over all the land eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil that they had taken from the land of the philistines and from the land of judah and david struck them from twilight until evening the next day and not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who mounted camels and fled david recovered all that the amalekites had taken and david rescued his two wives Nothing was missing, whether small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that had been taken. David brought back all. David also captured all the flocks and herds, all the people, and the people drove the livestock behind him and said, this is David's spoil. Then David came to the 200 men who had been too exhausted to follow David and who had been left at the brook Bezor, and they went out to meet David and to meet the people who were with him. And when David came near to them the people near to the people he greeted them then all the wicked and worthless fellows among the men who had gone with David said because they did not go with us we will not give them any of the spoil that we have recovered except that each man may lead away his wife and children and depart but David said you shall not do so my brothers with what the lord has given us he has preserved us and given into our hands the band that came against us Who would listen to you in this matter? For as his share is who goes down into the battle, so shall his share be who stays by the baggage. They shall be alike. They shall share alike. And he made it a statute and a rule for Israel from that day forward. When David came to Zigglag, he sent part of the spoil to his friends, the elders of Judah, saying, Here is a present for you from the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. It was... For those in Bethel, in Ramath, in Nagib, in Jadr, Jatir. In Jebron, for all the places where David and his men had roamed.
0: And everybody said Amen. Amen. Is that good reading? Yeah. Everybody got the storyline? Yeah. Okay. So as we've just read that passage of scripture, and Sister Anna did an absolutely beautiful job, please understand that I am biased. Amen? We thank God for that. But we want to share these next points. Okay, so please follow along because we're going to go very swiftly. Just a picture that says disciples soar at zigzag moments. How many understand you may be at a zigzag moment and zigzag represents several things. But I want to talk about 13 what I'm calling CIA points revealed. 13 CIA points revealed. Please know that CIA represents church in action. CIA church in action. Say church in action. So point number one, there was damage and destruction. The enemy attacked and destroyed and kidnapped their loved ones and burned their town and homes. Can anybody get with this yet? You can understand damage and destruction and sometimes feeling destroyed. Please understand what that looks like. Have you ever come home looking for some loving someone meeting you at the door? A little one grabbing your leg, some unconditional acceptance, maybe a meal or a place that you can feel like at least I'm going home to refuge. My God, only to find a void in your life. Has anybody ever been there? Have you ever thank you? Have you ever been disappointed though you were looking forward to getting somewhere but you you just know life was a hot mess. Are you with me? And it was a hot mess because it was burned. Are you with me? <laughs> So please understand, point number one is to set up the text to understand there was destruction. There was some areas of destruction and the enemy attacking. Are you with me? Come on, get with me. Somebody say amen. Amen. Point number two, they were already tired, fatigued from the approximately 75 mile march. It took three days. Notice it says on the third day they was covering so much ground. One commentary says it was like a forced march. I mean, they didn't have you understand they didn't have like uh, uh, a Hummer. Are you with me? They wasn't in like an H3. They wasn't in a convoy. They was footing it. No, they didn't have boots. These were sandals to the best of my knowledge. This was not like in the movie Noah. (laughs) Come on back. (laughs) After arriving. Listen, please get with the text. They were in pain and exhausted from weeping so much. The Bible says in bitterness they were weeping. And I know you can't really smile or laugh or, you know, blink your eyes at me because you don't want to appear like you have any problems. And I understand that. But they were already tired. And exhausted from the march. And not to get there and find a devastation of everything lost. And in the process, please understand, exhausted from weeping and bitterness. They were disgusted and hurt. They found flesh and blood to blame for their devastation. Am I talking to anybody? They found flesh and blood to blame. (laughs) Listen, they came against the leader to the point of wanting to put him to death by stoning him. Have you ever been there? So here it is. David, this is the background. David had led an unsuccessful, perhaps in the natural and not by God, attempt to fight with the Philistines. And as a result, they was like, no, we're not having that because you could turn on us. So they sent him back and all of his troops and says, no, you can't run with our party and with our pack. So they went all the way out there for nothing. Some people believe he was in backslidden state. I don't know that. All I am saying to you is this, is that when he got there, they said no. And now they had to come back. But even in the midst of your plans going bad and wrong, It's good to have you, man of God. Good, nice, handsome. You did a good job, sis. Listen, <laughs> the real issue here is this: if they did not get that rejection, they would not have made it back home to find out that their stuff had already been plummeted. Right. So even though it looks like you got a denial, wow. God set you up to go back and get knowing about your home life.
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: My. God, that's preaching. God, God. They came against the leader. So it says, perhaps in the natural attempt to fight with the Philistines, but they denied David. And it's true. Point number three. The Bible says in verse six, look at this. I know you all want to shout off this one. Now, David was greatly distressed. Read it with me. Very verse six. Ready, Said read. Now, David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people were grieved, every man of his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Come on, say David. David. Strengthened himself. himself. And God is no partiality. partiality. That means we get the opportunity to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. And how much more than David? Because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. So with loss of wives as family, friends, come on, I wish somebody would preach with me, friends, staff, and comrades, also not for him, justifiably for all of his wrongs and weaknesses, but this man was distressed. Downtrodden and discouraged. Have you ever been there? Your text messages told me you were. Your phone call told me you were. I don't know why y'all are not saying amen, but something was discouraging for him. And David's famous verse is, "He strengthened himself in the Lord his God." My God, he encouraged himself just like we get to. Hallelujah. When you're down and discouraged, don't call a hotline. Call the one line. There is one line in Jeremiah that says I've got direct access to him and he will show me things that I know not of. Amen, 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 Oh. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Point number four, say four. Four. David the king now clothes himself in the ephod, which is a priest garment we are called and supposed to carry out being kings and priests, royal and righteous, rulers and worshipers, world difference makers And prayer warriors. I don't just have one mettle. My God, I'm his child. I'm in royalty, but I will worship him. I will get on my knees and pray this thing in existence. I am both royal and I'm a priest. Just like David example. And that means because we are now children of God, we are royalty and we are priests in the earth. Glory to Jesus. He sought the Lord for answers, direction, and allowed the Lord to be his shepherd. Some scholars say this is when Psalms 25 was written. I wish I could give it to you right now, but go back and check it out. Because we need to understand how to seek the Lord when we are discouraged. How to seek the Lord when we are downtrodden. How to seek the Lord when they are ready to stone you at work. How to seek the Lord when you don't even like to be around you. You've got to know how to lay your own hand on your own head and begin to pray in other tongues until you be healed. My God, maybe I can't get to Benny and them. Maybe I can't get to Grandmama and them. Maybe I can't get to Pastor and them. But the one that always has access to me is the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost that's in me. And therefore, I will learn how to encourage myself in the Lord. I'll shake my glasses off if I have to. Amen. You think I just spit in here? No way. I spit all over the FedEx windshield and have to wipe it off because I'm praying and thugs, because I'm loving the Lord. Because I'm making a confession. They never should have put me around Joel Osteen. I'm the most positive thing walking right now. My God, his mother came in there. I told her a story. She began to cry. I think God knows what I was designed to do. And I'm going to encourage me. And I'm going to encourage you. And I'm going to encourage you. Because Jesus is the ultimate encourager. I'm sorry, I've lost my dignity to some. I apologize. Sorry, we'll put Pastor Jeremy and them back up next week. (laughs) God answers, pursue. Everybody say pursue. Pursue. Then believe in obedient action. Say obedient action. Come on, say obedient action. Say you need to measure and assess not how good God is right now, but how much I obey. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, Uh oh, I didn't bring his goodness in the question. What I'm bringing in the thought is, can I get in his goodness by my obedience? Let's look at the text. The troop, listen to this, I think somewhere around here I'm going to stop. The troop followed the authority and leader by faith in God. They wanted and went to fight for their stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got to get this text. They followed. Say followed. Followed. The authority. authority. Come on, you don't be scared of authority. Say they followed. followed. The authority. authority. You do understand they had stones a few moments ago. You do understand they were so exhausted and mad at this brother that they was ready to kill him. Something intervenes. Something happened. Where they went from killing. To following. (laughs) Look at this. They wanted to go fight for their stuff. Oh Lord. They showed loyalty. And commitment. They showed loyalty. And commitment. We can stop the divorce rate. We can stop the abandonment of children. We can stop you quitting your job just because they didn't hire or promote you. We can stop those decisions that lead us astray. Because we learn how to enter into obeying. When you obey and God says stay and you're like no. They didn't appreciate me. My God. Do you understand that you did not foresee that five people was leaving and you were next in line to take those positions? What we want to do is obey in action. Say obey in action. Look at this. The revelation is healthiness is not no problems, no trials and no troubles. That is not healthiness. <laughs> healthiness is not not being against leadership in his weaknesses and their weaknesses and their letdowns. They wanted to kill him despite the winds Or who he was. Do you remember they saying that Saul killed his thousands But David has killed his 10,000s. You see a crowd will lift you one minute and put you down the next. You can't live by the crowd. It is not a measure of healthiness. Healthiness is hearts set on Jesus Christ and following. (laughs) Healthiness is hearts through trials, through circumstances, through situations, letdowns with children. Somebody was on drugs and you didn't know about it. They lied on you. Somebody got you fired. You didn't have enough money to pay your mortgage. You're looking right now. You didn't have the baby and they did have the baby. It's not not healthy it is. The healthiness is to set our hearts on Jesus Christ, the shepherd, and let the world know it's not based on what my circumstance is. It's based on who he is. And Jesus, the shepherd, is good, and he does good. And even if I don't see it, I know that he is faithful and will also do it. Hmm. Say follow. I'm trying. Going up there and pray the music. Listen. I'm trying to get to this point here. I want the same song we, pl- we planned. Look at it this. I'm trying to get to this revelation. Point number six. 600 men started out with him. 600 men started out with him. 600 men did what? But did But 200 men could not cross the brook Besser. 200 could not what? Come on, don't get distracted with the children. You don't want to miss this. I promise you don't want to miss it. This will change your week. I, your week, your life, your month, your year, your forever. 200 men could not cross the brook what? Besser. Say Besser. Listen at this. The word Besser means cheerful. The Hebrew definition of the word Besser means cheerful. (laughs) I don't think you get it. They could not cross cheerful. (laughs) Yes, thank you, Elder. They couldn't cross cheerful to go with him to war. They could not go and take action. They couldn't go across the brook because they were so weary. Because they were so exhausted. They had just marched 75 miles. Get home, town burn. They wept so much that they were exhausted and grieved in bitterness. Bitterness is associated with unforgiveness. Bitterness is associated with resentment. Bitterness is associated with blame. Bitterness is associated with short fault that I'm in this. And they could not cross. Bisser. Look. They were so weary. They stayed behind. Unable to cross. Cheerfully. Now this point is at the end of the message. So I'm just going to do it from here. (laughs) The healthy church of BCC. We do a beautiful job. Of worshiping intimately. But I believe God. Is calling us into a greater praise and worship to rejoice because we don't have strength to kick the devil out of our lives because we lack the joy in order to have strength, in order to whoop him because we could not cross cheerfully. Amen. <laughs> if we remain sad, down to tra- woe is me. And devils, the devil's busy. <laughs> the revelation was not even looking for it. God calls me to start studying the word rejoice. Do you realize in the New Testament, the Bible, like Philippians chapter 4, the word rejoice, famous text, right? Listen, Lizzie, rejoice, and again I say Rejoice and again I say, do you realize that text comes right after Paul just dealt with conflict between two women in the church? You see, we think that we're supposed to be happy and rejoicing over something that happens to us. No! We receive the word of the Lord when it says rejoice even though I'm in conflict I'm going to praise Him because the joy of the Lord is my strength to overcome my every situation. I'm not going to wait to be happy. I'm a happy church before I'm in a need to be happy. 400 of them was in the same predicament but they crossed that brook Even though they was exhausted, even though they were tired, they were cheerful, and they went to go get their stuff back. Jump on your feet, and let's praise the
1: Lord like you want to go get your stuff back.